0: Welcome to This Engineering Life, the undergraduate series. I'm Rebecca Simmons, an associate professor of the practice in mechanical engineering and materials science at Duke University. Joining me is Grant, Sydney, and Mohsen. All three are undergraduate engineering students also at Duke University. In this episode, we talk about wellness and mental health. We talk to two undergraduates about their experiences and also for insights. Physical, emotional, psychological, and social well-being is really important, but it can be very difficult to achieve and also to find a balance. We talk to experts for insights and also about resources at Duke to help. Thank you for joining us.
1: Our first interview is with an undergraduate student at Duke. We agreed to not include the interviewee's name to uphold a level of anonymity as they share their experiences. Hi.
2: Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Surviving. Could you just tell us what your your major and year is?
2: So I am a junior and I am currently studying mechanical engineering.
1: When you think about mental health and Pratt specifically, what comes to mind?
2: My default answer is not good things. (laughs) I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with, whether it's because of an underlying mental health disorder are just the stressors that come with college. Um, In the Pratt environment specifically, we are surrounded by people who have done really cool things. And while it's awesome to admire them, it's also really hard to keep yourself from comparing. I found it really has affected me in my engineering classes to see a lot of my friends who have already done really cool projects when I barely know how to code. And it's been a real struggle. But I think the best, the best thing I have done in terms of protecting my mental health in the Pratt environment is consciously not trying to compare myself to the people around me.
1: It's, it's really hard because no matter what you do, someone will always be doing something more, or you might perceive that someone's doing more. And it's really hard to sit back and realize like, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm okay. Like I can still, I'm still valuable whether or not I even do things.
2: And you have to remind yourself that you are here for a reason. And you're capable of doing things. I it's hard because I want to use that motivation to push myself. But it's hard to figure out how to do that in a healthy way.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think a lot of people tell you to try and channel that energy to motivate you. But in a lot of ways, it, it doesn't always do that. You know, sometimes it can damper you instead, even though logically, you might think, oh, this should motivate me to do something more. But like, that's definitely not the case. It's
2: definitely a double edged sword. I think it depends on a lot of different factors. Maybe even if you're just feeling bad on a certain day, then you'll take all of these things you were using to drive you and instead use them to put yourself down. Um, That's another reason why I think it's super important to have good people around you. I think one of the other things I've done that has really helped me out is make a lot of friends in my major. That way I have friends who understand where I'm coming from with these insecurities, but are also supportive. And I'm less likely to let the negative side of that
1: hit me. Do you you feel that people talk about this enough, talk about mental health and just um, emotional health in general?
2: From a larger point of view, I don't think so. Uh, Not that I recall, but it's also hard in an academic setting for professors to be like, hey, I'm going to teach you statics. Oh, but while we're on the topic, uh, how's everyone's brain doing? But for me, I don't, so I don't know if my case is a special case. I found it really easy to have those kinds of conversation with my friends. And I don't know if it's because my friends are relatively complicated people as well, or because we've opened that channel of dialogue. So maybe in a different friend group, everyone has the same struggles, but they aren't as open to communicating about that. I just have no idea. But and with the people I am closest to and around that circle, we've always been um, super aware of this conversation. We've tried to use it to keep things from being more negative.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good point because, you know, in reality, you don't really know what other people are going through. I think once you start to understand that it it can help in some ways. And being able to talk about that with people that you know is, is definitely something that helps. There's
2: definitely also a huge gray area there, though, because if everyone is struggling with something like, for example, right now at, at school, everyone, everyone is struggling because of the pandemic. And it's easy when you when you know everyone is struggling around you to be minimizing everyone's issues. Um, And that's, that's a problem that existed before the pandemic that I, I have experienced a lot is when I'm having a particularly terrible day. And so is my friend, sometimes the way people respond to you opening up about something is, oh yeah, I'm dealing with this and this and this too. And that's great. Like, it's great to be able to talk about that. But if that's your response to someone opening up to you is to compare it to your situation directly, then sometimes it's minimizing their problems.
1: I think that's a bit more complicated than a lot of other things that are talked about within mental health, um, because I think it's not too hard to be positive or try to relate to people, but that nuance there of of understanding someone's struggle without equating it to your own, um, I think that's a very fine line to walk.
2: Yeah, I, I have a hard time doing it too. I know that sometimes when I'm in a particularly bad place and I have a friend who is as well, My ability to empathize with them isn't where it should be. I really do my best not to compare my situation to theirs because, you know, we're all different brains. We all have incredibly different things going on with us. So sometimes you just have to, you know, let them know you're not really in the space to be there. Just avoiding, you know, minimizing someone's problems, acting like they're not invalid because they might be easier in your eyes than what you're dealing with is just it's that's very important.
1: Do you have anything to say to, to people who are struggling a little bit, um, especially freshmen who are coming into such a weird Duke situation that's, that's even more different than the usual transition to colleges?
2: There are people out there who you can probably talk to who you're not going to be alienated. They're not going to judge you for feeling the way you do because even though they don't get your exact situation, nobody can. We People here struggle as well. Nobody's life here is perfect. Nobody here has a perfect time. And I think remembering that is very important.
1: Thanks for having this conversation with me. I think that your experience will be very valuable for the D community. Thanks here for
3: having and, um, me.
1: I hope we can all learn from this.
4: Hi, thank you both for joining us today. Would you please introduce yourself with your name, class year, major, and a fun fact about yourself?
5: Hi, I'm Katie Drinkwater. I am a sophomore majoring in mechanical engineering with an innovation and entrepreneurship certificate. And Sarah and I were discussing before and we are not that interesting and don't have good fun facts, but we were talking about quarantine and some purchases we made. So I have chosen my Fun Fact to be a quarantine purchase, which is a concert tour t-shirt from a Zach Brown Band concert that I went to right before spring break last year. And it's a fun t-shirt because it had their whole tour schedule on the back, but they didn't finish their tour. So there are dates and locations that didn't happen on the tour t-shirt.
6: So now it's kind of a special purchase. Hi, my name is Sarah Habib. I'm a sophomore, double majoring in electrical and computer engineering and computer science. And that's that's a great quarantine purchase. I think Mine was a pair of these red heels that I bought that were very comfortable red heels, which is um, something you don't often find. And I was really excited to wear them this upcoming semester. But when I was going to bring them with me, my mom was like, why are you bringing them? You're not going to wear them anywhere. And I was like, this is true. So they're still at home waiting to be worn for the first time. (laughs)
4: That is great. Thank you so much. So we all met last fall through EGR 79, more commonly known as Thrive. Could you give us a little background information for our listeners and just describe the class? Yeah, so Thrive is a
6: class for first-year Pratt students to learn about the transition to Pratt. So uh, typically it's 10 students who meet for 75 minutes once a week to discuss life, Uh, coping strategies, how they're adjusting
4: to Duke, and to um, form connections and friendships during their first semester. Perfect, thank you. So what tips did you learn from Thrive to help take care of your mental health?
5: One of the great things about Thrive
4: was we didn't have any
5: homework except for one very small assignment. We were each given a gratitude journal and asked to write down at least three things that we were grateful for every day. So I think right off the bat, that was a really great skill that helped us look at our lives and see what we were grateful for, what we were enjoying about the transition to college. And in addition to that, we learned a lot of really amazing strategies for forming really solid supportive relationships Uh, like vulnerability was one of our really big themes throughout the class, how to be vulnerable with your friends and family and forge those strong relationships where you feel comfortable sharing how you're really doing. And we did a lot of that in the class also. So I think those were really the skills that stuck out to
6: me. Mm -hmm. Something that our um, pride professor Bill uh, always said was, vulnerability builds connections and life is better with connections Um, and I found that to be especially true with the Thrive community uh, after the class ended. It's great to have this group of nine other people who when you see them on campus and they ask you how you're doing you know that they actually want to know how you're doing and um, you can bond over the trials and tribulations of being a Pratt student.
5: We also did some smaller skill building or like resource awareness work. Mm -hmm. We went to the Academic Resource Center. We met with people from the Wellness Center just to learn about resources on Duke's campus.
6: We also took a personality test. The DISC assessment. The DISC assessment. I remember that... um, so at, this, at the same time we were taking Thrive, we were also taking EGR 101, which is um, a design and communications course in which uh, first year students are put into teams to work on a project throughout the semester. So we took the DISC assessment um, to figure out how we operate as members within our EGR 101 team. And I found that to be incredibly helpful because it showed me that um, in high school, I was typically uh, a leader. Um, and in college, a lot of people in my group were also leaders. Um, and so there was some there were some clashes that occurred because of that. And so taking that assessment showed me that I also possessed another um, trait to to be an influencer. Um, and I thought that that was really eye opening in terms of uh, how I decided to sort of pivot in my role on the team and uh, how I act as a member of a team in the future.
4: Yes, I absolutely agree. I love seeing you all on campus. So going off of that, what are some of the challenges you face this semester with remote learning and how do you overcome them, especially since this is the first time, you know, everyone's doing everything virtual and it's a lot different than last year. Um, So maybe not all of the Thrive tips could be applicable.
5: I think... With a lot of Zoom classes and Zoom extracurriculars, it's been hard for me to remember it leaves my suite or my room. Some days I'm just spending so much time at my desk and it's been really hard this semester compared to past semesters when you're running around campus all day, you have lots of events all over Duke and
6: Durham. I agree. taking time to step away from my computer and to step away from technology um, has become become something that's uh, become increasingly important to me. Um, I feel like there have been days when I just feel overwhelmed by screens, Um, and so it's nice to be able to uh, step outside and soak in some of uh, the beauty that surrounds us. Um, I love I live in Few, so uh, it's nice to just, you know, step out and be able to see the chapel um, and just take a minute to, to ground myself. Yeah, it's also been difficult um, with having some friends that aren't on campus that you still want to keep up with. Um, and so, you know, taking time out of your day to catch up with people that uh, mean a lot to you and that you want to um, maintain a relationship with uh, virtually, even though they're not here um, has also been uh, nice. It, it, it gives us uh, a way to use technology that isn't just for for learning or um, for
4: something academic. Absolutely. I totally agree. So have you participated in any other activities centered around mental health at Duke? So
6: I am currently taking a KORU mindfulness class, uh, which has been really helpful. It's a four-week course um each week has I think a 75 minute class and in the core mindfulness class they teach you strategies uh, for meditation um you know let yourself have some time to to reflect they also encourage you to um, write down two to three things that you're grateful for every day which is a practice we started in thrive uh, and it's a really great way to um, not only learn how to uh, start with the practice of meditation, but also to meet other people um, and to have, and, and to set aside time to, to be mindful every week. I also took
5: Kuru um, in the spring semester of this year and really enjoyed the class. I wasn't familiar with meditation um, practices before that, so that was really interesting. And I also am a huge fan of all kinds of workshops at Duke, whether they be in Roots workshops through the Colab or Duke Create workshops. And so I actually happened to attend um, a Duke Create workshop that was orchestrated by you, um, that was also sponsored by the Wellness Center, which was a screen printing workshop where we screen printed on t-shirts, which was so fun because screen printing is awesome. But the message was also really powerful that on our t-shirts, we screen printed the words you matter, but backwards so that when you're looking in a mirror, you see the words you matter. And that was a really small thing that I thought to myself, oh, that's cool when we did the screen printing. But now when I see my t-shirt and when I wear it, it really helps me think about me and reminds me that I matter, which is always a great reminder. The Wellness Center is doing some virtual workshops, I think this semester, some um, meditation and other moments of mindfulness practices that are also very cool. So I'm happy they're
6: continuing those this semester. Um, I was also gonna mention, um, so I think we touched on the Academic Resource Center. um, And I think that that has also been important for maintaining mental health. When you're stressed and you feel overworked, um, you can often slip into um, like feelings of burnout. Uh, And the Academic Resource Center offers learning consultations where you can go in for 30 minutes or an hour uh, and talk to um, a learning consultant about your study habits, um, taking out chunks of time to work on assignments or, Uh, to spend time with friends. Um, And they also give you strategies for uh, how to study, how to take notes, um, how to best use office hours or uh, the group tutorials that the ARC offers. Um, I think that being consistent with um, taking note of how I'm studying uh, has been really helpful in um, keeping me on top of uh, my assignments and Uh, Not feeling as stressed as I would
4: otherwise. That is great. I'm so glad that you all um, took part in many resources Duke has to ensure that you know we're we're being human and we're not robots just going to class and doing homework. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? So another resource that we talked about in Thrive
6: uh, was using CAPS, which is counseling and psychological services. And Right now uh, you obviously can't go um, in person to talk to a counselor, but uh through a partnership with Blue Devil's Care and timely m d you're able to uh, access um, telehealth services um, where you can talk to a, a therapist uh, through um, the timely MD web app or um through your phone and you're able to schedule appointments um and pick a time that's convenient for you to uh, talk to a professional about the things that are going on in your life, and you know, to just have a have a listening ear and to tr- try to explore different uh, areas of yourself with a licensed professional. The service is free um, through Duke, so I highly recommend taking advantage of it. Additionally, we would like to plug Thrive. If you have the opportunity to take Thrive, um, next semester, or uh, if you're an incoming freshman potentially listening to this next year, (laughs) um, we highly recommend. Uh, It's a great way to uh, not only learn about the wide range of resources that Duke has to offer, uh, it's fantastic for meeting people, and uh, it's a great way to make friends. I second all of those
5: things. Have found amazing friends through Thrive. We would also like to thank our amazing professor and facilitator that we had in our Thrive class, Bill Walker, who has been an amazing mentor um, and has really helped, I think, all of us throughout our first few semesters here at Duke. And even if you don't have the opportunity to take Thrive as a formal class, I think the really special part of Thrive is that it was a designated space for us to talk about mental health, talk about how we were doing our goals, our feelings, and create those very special bonds. And that dedicated 75 minutes for only that was really important. So whether or not you take the class, Sara and I recommend taking some time with your friends to be vulnerable and talk about the things that are important to you.
7: Alrighty, well, we're here with Kiani Holmes today. And Kiani, can you tell us a little bit about what your role is?
3: Yes, so again, I'm Kiani Holmes. I am the Student Development Coordinator for Overall Wellness and Do Well, which is our health and wellness promotion unit. And specifically, my role focuses on creating programs that help students manage and reduce their anxiety and stress.
0: That's awesome. How do students find out about the different programs?
3: So first and foremost, we have our website. So you can always visit our website that is updated regularly that explains all the resources that the student wellness center has to offer as well as do well specifically. In addition, we do have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Duke Wellness where you can follow us and stay plugged into our events and our different options. And last but not least, you can subscribe for our weekly newsletter that is our wellness Wednesday newsletter at bit.ly backslash do well newsletter and we will add you to our newsletter that comes out each each Wednesday and we just Share with students, faculty, and staff what events are happening on campus, including our own, that help students practice the six dimensions of wellness that we focus on within the student wellness.
7: Awesome, I know earlier you mentioned that a big part of what you do is work with students to help reduce, I believe, anxiety and stress were two of the points that you mentioned. Do you yes. have any advice um, like in students' daily lives about sort of daily practices, I guess,
3: yes i I will hesitate on saying advice. We typically talk to our students about producing feedback and just sharing some narratives and then you all creating your toolkit based on what's available. So what I would say is you know a lot of times with wellness, we try to achieve all the different things and we try to program all this time to make all these different goals and I would just say that the first step in prioritizing self care is just acknowledging you know that you want to take care of yourself. So knowing that you are a priority and that in order for you to be at Duke and to take your academic uh, career seriously, we also want you to take care of yourself. We want you to be present. We want you to be able to experience all the wonderful opportunities you have. And in order to do so, we want to make sure you're valuing that self-care practice. So what does self-care mean to you? How does it impact your daily life and your experiences as a Duke student. So that's why I would encourage you to start.
0: This is really fantastic advice. Um, And if you had just one, one of the programs at the wellness center or one thing at the wellness center that maybe, do you have one off the top of your head?
3: I would want our students to really join the counseling and psychological services virtual groups and workshops that they have available. They've created a series of topics for the fall semester, ranging from love in the time of a pandemic, so thinking about relationships, also thinking about thriving within transition, that's for on-campus students, remote learning students, of what does it feel like to go through this right now, and how can we talk about this and create a safe space for you to navigate those different things that may come up. And the reason why I I bring that up, is because a lot of times we talk about counseling and psychological services in times of crisis, but it's also important to value mental health and be proactive about it. And these workshops and groups are ongoing sessions where students can have those difficult conversations with the CAPS counselor and creating that group and community experience of you're not alone, you're not by yourself, you're not in isolation. There are other students that are having the same difficulties and providing that expertise that is just as valuable as someone who may be seeking out professional services or therapy help.
7: It's awesome that there are people there and available to help out with these sort of things. Um, If you're noticing that maybe one of your roommates or one of your friends seems to be stressing about things and you want to sort of recommend that they take advantage of these resources, do you have any thoughts on the best way to do that?
3: Uh, Sure. I can offer a couple of different alternatives because, as we know, people are different. And I think it depends on the relationships that you have. First, I would say, you know, anyone who... Feels consideration or care, usually receives it well, but you just never know. So just thinking about if you're going to have the conversation with them, just saying, hey, like, would you like to come with me to guided meditation? It's on Tuesdays at 12. I see your schedule is open. I can go with you. Just offering that that connection of I'll go with you. I'll support you through this is always a good place to start. And it's also helpful for you. So you don't want to say that they should do something and you're not considering supporting yourself in the same way or prioritizing that self-care. The second piece is sometimes there are things that are out of your control and sometimes you have to yield to the different departments that are actually available to provide some of those conversations and additional resources in a way that is a little bit more helpful than just having a casual conversation. So I do want to bring up Duke Reach, which is our office on campus that helps connect students with different resources that are on campus that are accessible to them. And the way you can get connected with Duke REACH is logging onto their website and filing a care report. That care report is documentation that you have noticed a concern for your roommate, friend or another Duke student on campus that or off campus that is having some difficulties and you really want Duke REACH to step in, share your concern, and let them know, hey, this person is reaching out and wants to provide you with resources. They will meet with that student, give them some additional pieces based on what you said. And then that student is now connected. And I know that there might be a hesitation of like, oh, I don't want to tell on someone or I don't want to make them feel comfortable. But Duke Reach has a really great way of censoring the focus of care and concern that they have in a way that students understand that this is someone that's just looking out for you and wants to make sure that you're well taken care of.
0: This is amazing. Um, thank you so much for joining us and giving us all this, this great advice. And um, Grant, wasn't this, wasn't this really good?
7: Yeah, hey Kiani, you're really awesome. <laughs> um, you certainly have a wealth of resources available for Duke students and it's incredible just knowing what's out there.
3: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Okay, hello. Amanda, can you please introduce yourself?
8: Sure. My name is Amanda Roziski. I'm the Student Support Coordinator for Duke REACH. Um, I've been at Duke for 10 years, and I'm really happy to be here with you guys today.
0: Wonderful. And can you tell us a little bit more about what REACH is? Sure. Uh, Duke REACH directs students,
8: faculty, staff, parents, and others to resources available to help students in need. So Duke REACH is a part of the Dean of Students Office, and we work with departments and groups across campus and in the community as well to support students. So if you know or suspect that a student or one of your friends is in distress, Duke REACH is a great place to start.
0: And, and what does mental health for undergrads mean? Yeah, so mental
8: health—it's—it's it's an important part of overall health and well-being. Um, the CDC notes that mental health includes emotional, physical, and social well-being, and it affects how we think feel and act, and it can help determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So the transition to college, especially now, can bring many stressors. So if you or someone you know is having a hard time with these new stressors, it's a great time to reach out to CAPS or do REACH.
4: That's great. Thank you. What are resources that are out there for students who are concerned about their own mental health or the mental health of a friend?
8: Yeah, there there are a lot of resources. So Duke Reach is a great place to start if your concern isn't emergent. So if you or anyone else is in immediate danger, if you're on campus, you can call Duke police. If you're off campus, you can call 911. And for other concerns, Duke Reach provides case management services. So that includes coordination, advocacy, referrals, and follow-up services for students who are experiencing difficulties related to mental health, uh, physical health or um, psychosocial adjustment. And for mental health concerns, CAPS is also a great place to start. And this year, we also started Blue Devils Care, and they're available 24-7.
4: That's a lot of resources. I'm glad that there are a bunch of students um, to choose from. My next question is, do you have any advice for undergraduate students? Yeah,
8: um, just reach out. There are so many amazing faculty and staff here at Duke who are here for you, and we don't know if you or a friend could use extra support unless you tell us. Uh, so just utilize these resources and let us know.
0: That is wonderful. Amanda, is there anything else that you can think of? I, I agree with Cindy, there's great resources um, and I think hearing about those is, is very, very good and helpful. Yeah, I think um, the only other
8: thing is how to get in touch with us because there's lots of ways, and any of them are are good. You'll get a hold of us. Um, you can email us and call us um, on our website. We have all of our contact information. Uh, DSG started a new two-click uh, to connect form available through the DSG website. And for fall 2020, we're holding a drop-in hour on Zoom from Tuesdays to Fridays from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. And you can check our website for the spring hours. And we're open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if you have a concern after hours and nobody's in immediate danger where you would call Duke Police or 911, you can also call the dean on call and their cell phone number is also listed on our website. So any of those ways of contacting us will get a hold of us whatever works best for you where we're here and we're accessible
0: and, and no matter how how small a student might worry their problem may be they should still reach out if they're, definitely. If they're stressed any, and yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: yeah any any anything big or small we are here so if you or your friend have any kind of change in your mental health or you just notice something that feels a little off definitely reach out it's always best to To get some help and talk it out
0: wonderful thank you so much amanda we really appreciate it sure thanks for having me
7: this engineering life is brought to you by the pratt school of engineering at duke university a special thanks to all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences
4: our senior producer is dr rebecca simmons our theme music is from silverman sound Audionautics, and kevin mcleod be sure to check back in two weeks when we chat with a Duke community about the highs and lows of the interview process.
1: You can find this episode and more resources online at thisengineeringlife.com. I'm Mosin.
4: I'm Sydney.
7: And I'm Grant. And this has been This Engineering Life. See you again soon.